listening to the Wilkesbury Stratton Penguins podcast. The best place to break the ice with your favorite player. Drop pass for Colin White. Penguins are onside with possession. White, Arisha, he scores! Colin White, the power play goal! So get loud, get fired up, and get ready to rock with your host, Nick Hart. All right. Hey there, hockey fans, and welcome back for another episode of your Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins podcast. I am Nick Hart, and joining me for our second episode of this 2023-24 season is none other than Penguins forward Colin White. Whitey, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to chat with us here. I know you guys just had a long practice here at the Toyota Sportsplex, so now it's time for me to put you through the ringer on the podcast. Are you prepared? Yep, I'm ready for it. Uh, looking <laughs> forward to it. Boundless enthusiasm. Oh, yeah. Yep, there we go. Well, I know, um, you know, we've been talking a little bit, getting to know each other as, you know, you've joined this team, joined this club, and I know you were on the, the hunt for a house, a location, actually settle down and get out of the hotel. To, how did that whole journey go for you? Yeah, it was good. Uh, you know, the team really helped me out. Uh, JD hooked me up with a, Some good recommendations. Yeah, hooked me up with somebody to talk to and... I uh, just got out of the hotel the other day, and um, nice to move into a little townhouse. We have two dogs, so oh. um, give them some space, and it's a lot of fun. What What are the puppers? What are we looking at here? Looking at a Lab Bernese mix and a Aussie Doodle. How old? Uh, one and four. Oh. And then we got another back home, too. Another one back home? In, <laughs> yeah. uh, That's Bo- a Golden Doodle in Boston. Boston? Yep. Yeah, he's there in we... my parents' house right now. He's the parents' house. So all in all... Three doggos, yep. but two made it here to Northeast Pennsylvania, and you have the one-year-old in the mix too. Which which one of them is the the one-year-old? Uh, Ozzy Doodle. Ozzy Doodle. Yeah. How has uh, that been? I I take it you're a, you're a veteran at the the dog raising front <laughs> at this point, but it's always I feel like a new adventure when you get a young one. Yeah, he's good. Uh, a little bit of a tour early on, but ah. now now he's good and no problems at all. Easy traveler too, so it's mm. good. That is one of the underrated aspects of any sort of pet. How well do they travel? Because if you're someone who just stays in one place the whole time, you never consider it. You never even learn what kind of a, a personality your, your pet might have in that department. If you're like yourself, a professional hockey player, professional athlete, bebopping all over the place all the time, easy travelers, I feel like, make your life a lot easier. Yep, yep, definitely. The, the odds is good. The lab, a little harder, but uh, <laughs> he's four, so we're used to it now. Yeah, you, you've found a way to adjust yep, and adapt. Definitely. And adapting is what you've been here to some new scenes here in Northeast Pennsylvania, joining this Penguins organization uh, for the first time this year. And we'll talk a little bit about how you've acclimated and how things are going back in that locker room right now. But I would be remiss if I didn't, spend some time with Colin White on the podcast here and didn't talk about where you were last season, mm-hmm. which is, of course, the Florida Panthers mm-hmm. and the run that you guys went on to the Stanley Cup final. I have to ask the easy question out of the gate, just what the heck was that like to be a part of that run, to take down the Bruins in round one, to just keep the train rolling the whole way? That had to be a truly once-in-a-lifetime experience. Yeah, it was surreal. Um, I mean... The way we came together, um, just barely sneaking in the playoffs yeah. and then being down 3-1. And, um, you know, we, we really never lost belief last year, and I think that, that was a big thing. Um, the whole playoffs, once once we kind of started rolling, we, we, we knew from game one we, we were right in it with Boston. And, um, you know, we were lucky enough to come back in that series and got a lot of momentum from that. And 
Just it was, it was unreal. See, okay, I have people who can corroborate this. This isn't me saying that this in hindsight too. But you talked about how you guys had to scratch and claw to get into the playoffs in the first place. Kind of mm-hmm. got in there in the last day or two of the season. And I was telling everybody, guys, Florida is going to beat the Boston Bruins. And everybody looked at me like I was insane. Bruins are coming <laughs> off of the best regular season in league history. And I always tell people when it comes to this time of year, the battle-tested teams are the teams that will come out of the gate hot to start the playoffs. Boston's had a playoff spot locked up since February. Florida had to grind their way to get here. They're not just going to let it disappear. They are the battle-tested team. And you said from game one, you guys knew you were in that series. And that game didn't actually go your way. It mm-hmm. went to the Bs. But you said even though you guys took the L in game one, you knew that absolutely we can hang with these guys and we can take them out. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, I think it's funny in the playoffs, like especially being in Florida, our travel is pretty far, so – um, yeah, one of the toughest we, in the league. Eh? When we came back into Boston in Game Five, and we we won that game, we're like they they don't want to come back down to Florida and get on that flight again. And you know that's where I kind of think we we found a lot more belief, and we were excited to go the opposite because <laughs> you know it's tough being up in a series and um, having to get back on a plane and go back travel three hour flight to Florida and try to close it out on, on the road is really tough in the playoffs. Furthermore, you got to do game seven and mm-hmm. their barn. And you talk about the difference in mentality. Boston's got to get on that plane to go back like, ah, shoot. Mm-hmm. Now it's a seventh game or whatever. We yeah. couldn't take care of business. And you guys are like, let's go. We got them backed up against the wall. I'm sure it's a completely different vibe on those two planes. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, I, I think we were just loose and, and enjoying it. And, you know, I think as a team together, we, we were all super close off the ice. Like our dinners were... 10, 15, we, we almost had the whole team at every yeah. dinner on the road. So I think that that was a pretty special thing, too. And, hey, one series does not make a playoff run. Mm-hmm. We've discussed this on the podcast yeah, before. Yeah. In fact, you got to win a few more games after that. There's been plenty of teams that have pulled off a first-round upset and then mm-hmm. disappeared right afterwards. No, not uh, yeah. you guys in the Florida Panthers last year. You run roughshod through the Eastern Conference. You make it to the Stanley Cup final. I know the end result wasn't what you guys were looking for with Vegas uh, hoisting Lord Stanley. However, every playoff year, even the most diehard of hockey fans just sit back and marvel at the list of injuries that Mm -hmm. come out at the end of a postseason run for any team. (laughs) I've been paying attention to this game a long time. It really seemed like you guys were battling through more than I can remember a playoff team. And it wasn't just one guy. It wasn't two guys. It seemed like everyone on the team was just fighting through something. Had you ever experienced something like that? I know a run to the Stanley Cup final is one thing in its own right, but to look over to the stall on your left and the stall on your right and know that everybody is gutting through something to get to the ultimate goal. Yeah, I think that just uh, is part of the game and it makes you want it even more because yeah. you know the other guy's gonna gonna put his body in the line for you and you want to do it for him and um, you know the way the way our trainers handle it and took care of us that whole playoff was just uh, really special and the way they treated us the whole playoffs and even during the regular season it's the same but um, you know even more so then and. Um, you know, it was guys were really hurt, and um, I mean, it shows right now. Monty and Ekblad are still out. Still out, so, yeah, they're not playing right now. Um, you know, it just shows what what, what the guys went through, and um, like you said, it's tough result, but um, 
just a long grind there for two and a half months. It's a long grind, and it may even still be fresh. We're not even uh, half a year removed from the last game you would have played with the Florida Panthers during mm-hmm. that Stanley Cup final. But even though it didn't end in a cup, did you still have any moment to reflect in the summer? Just like, man, what we did was really cool and really special. Yeah, it was cool. Um, I mean, it's tough not to want to go it that is. far. It is. It stinks. Yeah, cup, understandably but, so. Um, you know, it's it's job un, unfinished, but um, you know, it was pretty cool, and um, you know, it was an experience just I can take with me for the rest of my hockey career if if I ever get back to that stage or somewhere else playing in the playoffs. Uh, you know, it's just pretty cool. A tremendous experience to have in mm-hmm. a career moving forward in that journey. Now brings you here to Wilkesbury Scranton with this club that has been uh, battling, grinding in their own way. A little bit fresher uh, here at the start of a season <laughs> versus deep into a playoff run. But it's been fun watching you guys get out there and play uh, so far. Particularly you, Colin White. Uh, the coaching staff always talks about how smart of a player that you are and how you're you're using your brain and your hockey IQ to not only shut down opponents, but create opportunities for yourself or your teammates. How has this acclimation gone for you to a new organization, new team, new area, the whole shebang? Yeah, uh, it's been great so far. Um, Everyone's been so good to me and and so helpful. And, um, you know, teammates, coaches, people in the community, um, up and down the organization. So, um, so far it's been great. And, um, you know, on the ice, it's been good too, so. Um, you know, obviously we want a few more wins there that we could, we definitely could have closed out, but, um, it's early in the season still, and we're starting to find our identity still. Yeah, exactly. Still, still early in the year. No reason for anybody to smash the panic button. And even <laughs> if the Penguins were 10 and 0 at this point, I think there'd also be some people that are like, all right, well, it's still early too. We've seen seasons turn on their head many a times here in this game of hockey. You're also kind of in a, a leadership role here with the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins. Wearing one of the A's as a part of their leadership core back there. Tons of great uh, veterans and captains back in that locker room. Can't say enough about you and the other guys that are wearing letters back there for the Penguins, but what is uh, being a guy who's stepped up and leaned on as a veteran leader with a bunch of young guys around who are, I'm sure, just trying to sponge as much information that they can from you? What's that experience been like for you? Yeah, uh, anytime you wear a letter, it's an honor. And, um, you know, to, to just go out there and try to lead by example and, you know, try to help young guys out in whatever I can and um, even, even the rest of my teammates too. And game in, game out, you just want to, do the simple things that add up over a course year that that'll make positives. And, um, you know, I think as a leader, guys look up to that and consistency is the biggest thing. You talk about the little details that stack up over time. Mm -hmm. A little bit of patience is involved there. I know sometimes in this day and age, we don't necessarily have that patience, but it's about building a resume over a course of time that lead to victories, sustained success moving forward. And I mentioned the younger players that want to take in as much information, absorb uh, as much as they can from you guys. Has there been an instance yet where you've been able to sit down with a younger guy? I don't want to say necessarily pull him aside, but you can you shared some information to him, some experience with him, and you could kind of see the light bulb kind of go off or their, their eyes, just see it in their eyes like, oh, yeah, okay, that makes a ton of sense. Yeah, uh, a few guys have asked, uh, you know, just some advice and things like that, but um you know sometimes it's tough in hockey to give give the best advice because everybody's situation is different and um especially young guys and, and opportunity and things like that but um you know i think 
we have a lot of great young guys on our team and guys that are so competitive. And, um, I mean, we have 15 forwards here right now. So, um, guys are fighting in practice for spots every every game. And, um, you know, over the course of the season, I think, you know, I think little things add up. And um, if you're doing the right things consistently, then I think people notice that. People will notice that. It's a competitive environment here. Healthy competition with Mm -hmm. the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins. And uh, that uh, competitiveness, I guess it exists in every locker room, especially when you get off the ice. Guys love to throw the barbs back and forth, the chirps back and forth, which (laughs) kind of sort of leads me into a recurring segment that we do here on the show here, Whitey, is I have the previous episode's guest leave a blind question for the next episode's guest. They do not know who they are asking it to. That would be against the rules. But we say it can be about anything in the world. Everything's on the table. It's your question. What do you want to ask? So I have a question from our previous episode's guest that I'm about to levy to you right now. You're a new guy on the team, a new guy in the organization, but you're a veteran. You've been around the block. You've seen what's what. You've seen what's up. Yep. Are you ready for me to pop the question? Ready for it. Colin White, (laughs) who is the best-dressed player on the team? Me. Nah, I'm just kidding. Not uh, me. Not here's, me. I'm here's just kidding. The, here's the thing. There, there was a suspicion that that would be your answer. You're, you're a sharp-dressed man. You got no, some no, style. No. But, okay, let's, if, you can't, if you can't pick yourself. Uh, I think roulette dress is pretty nice. I mean, he wears jeans every day, which is uh, professional-like. and uh, Professional-like. <laughs> um, you know, some of the older guys wear, wear jeans and dress nice to the rink every yeah. day. And then uh, – yeah, I think Neil's is a little more stylish in, in his way and the new trendy gear. and So I guess, I mean, if you're going with that, Neil's. Okay. It's more trendy, more modern. Yeah. For people who, who don't know or haven't checked out the, the pics on the social media, he's got good suits, sharp shoots, yeah. uh, sharp suits as I go through <laughs> a Broadway vocal exercise there. Um, but whenever he's just casually hanging out it's i don't know what you'd call it sweatpants chic yeah as as the modern style that the kids are wearing these days yeah a lot of people would look at it and be like this guy looks like a bum and then other <laughs> people look at it and be like whoa this guy knows what's up it's exactly. a diff- difference in generations perhaps you could say yep but he's definitely with it he's up with it so is that your vote alex nylander yeah i think that'd be my vote that is your vote Get for best time. dressed man on the team alex nylander <laughs> you, you have some hesitation afterwards, no, too. that's it. That's it. Well, you did say yourself first, and then you were like, well, well I have to be humble. I have to be humble <laughs> and give me. it to somebody else. I wear a T-shirt and shorts or sweats every day. Or... Hey, that's that's a good play. How nice was that in Florida, though? I'm sure year-round you were just showing up to the rink in shorts. <laughs> I don't think I put shoes on for a full year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> just the flip-flops oh, yeah. coming uh, straight into the rink for practice. Went a yeah. Far cry from where you grew up in Boston, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. What are we looking at temperatures this time of year in Boston when you'd be uh, shuttling back and forth between hockey practice? Yeah, similar to here. Very similar yeah. to here. Yeah, I'd say 30s. I mean, right, you get the – yesterday, like, it was 65, just like the yeah, other day. Shot up just completely randomly, yeah. and now this weekend it's going to be in the 30s and 20s. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's similar in Boston. I just think there's a little more snow in Boston than here. A little bit more snowfall. We haven't got – pummeled with snow here in northeast pennsylvania in a couple years yeah and i'll say that 
<laughs> knocking on wood because I'm sure there's some people screaming yeah. listening to this podcast right now. Like, no, that means it's going to be this year. <laughs> my dogs would love it. I want to love they it. Love my dogs the would love it. They love jumping Well, the one hasn't seen it yet. Maverick hasn't right. seen it yet because he's been in Florida. But yeah. uh, the other two love it. The other two love the snow. So. Bebopping around oh, in the yeah. snow. Oh, yeah. Take you back to those days growing up in Boston. <laughs> oh, yeah. I loved it, too. I, I love I love the snow. Uh, snow days. I feel snow like... Snow days were great. We, we want to talk about difference in generations mm-hmm. now versus before. Um, you used to have to wake up in the morning. Check the news. Watch the news. Oh, yeah. And you'd be watching the bottom of the screen, <laughs> just staring at it to see if your school would pop up. Now, like kids, they just get like a text. Yeah. And it's like, ah, school's canceled. Yeah. That's, that's not no a big fun. deal anymore. No, there's no pageantry <laughs> yeah. to getting a snow day anymore. Oh, yeah. We got to bring that back. <laughs> Definitely. Too simple. Too simple. Oh, yeah. Well, your, your journey not only took you from starting in Boston, but mm-hmm. also, uh, to the United States National Team Development Program. Mm-hmm. Uh, very prestigious program uh, that has created countless NHL players. I'm sure we're going to look at it in 10, 20 years and, and see the program as not just a prospect factory, but maybe a Hall of Fame factory down the line here, too. <laughs> um, but you were playing at the USNTDP. You have also represented the United States internationally. More than a handful of times, winning. Uh, you got one gold at the World Juniors, right? Yeah. Well, given you played for the program and have <laughs> played for Team USA, the the Stars and Stripes internationally, does that make you the most patriotic member of the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins? <laughs> do you take that title? I do love my country. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if it takes the title, but um, you know, I love I love my country, and um, anytime you get a chance to play for the U.S. is uh, so it's always an honor. Great honor. Great yeah. honor at that. But you've got to figure, you, you rule out half the locker room because mm-hmm. they're either Canadian or European. <laughs> You're out. Yeah. Um, how many other guys in the locker room? Groots was uh, a program guy yeah. for a minute. Um, I'm trying to think here. I'm racking my brain. I'm putting myself on the yeah, spot as much just, as I am yeah, here. Yeah, you're going to put me on the I, I can't Ooh, name them off right this, now either. This is what I'm supposed to be able <laughs> This is the information I'm supposed to have offhand. But I feel like you are essentially Mr. Uh, team USA for this particular Penguins team, <laughs> given all the experience that you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, all right, yeah, I'll, I'll take, take it. it. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> um, all right, Whitey. Uh, since I got you here on the podcast, we're going to continue with another trend, another segment that is new this season. We had our guinea pig in the first episode last week. They handled it really well, but it's a hot start. We either need to up it or you can't let the (laughs) guy before you do better. Yeah, you can't let the guy before you do better than you, right? Okay, so here's the deal. This is a new segment we're doing on the show called Welcome to My TED Talk, Okay, where I'm going to try and crack open the egg here and and get down to the nitty-gritty of your knowledge, your opinions, what makes – Colin White Tick, if you don't mind passing me that helmet over there. What we have contained in this hockey helmet are a number oh of prompts. Okay. Okay. They're kind of broad. They're kind of in the open. <laughs> We're going to pull two of these prompts out of the helmet. You will choose one of the two prompts and give us an unscripted TED Talk. All right. Completely off the cuff. Now, you're, are you familiar with TED Talks? I guess yeah. I have to ask this question. Okay, good. I always have to be sure. Usually Somewhat. it's usually it's about something serious, world politics, forwarding medicine, so and the greatness say, we of going mankind. Into politics here? No, <laughs> we we try and keep it a little bit lighter here, of course. But you will be asked to speak like an expert on 
any of these topics. Are you with me here? Yep, I'm ready. All right. So our first one. Oh, I should say two. I Sorry. think I should get the pick though. You you can look at them. You can you can pull them up. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You get two right, and you choose from one of the two. Or if you don't like those two, you can go for a third, do or die. But you are locked in to pick number three. Okay. How about I pull out one and you pull out one? Okay. Okay. Your TED talk can be on quality leadership. (laughs) Quality leadership, or what did you grab? The correct pizza toppings. Not your favorite. Not my the favorite. Correct pizza topping. So we could hear a TED talk from you on quality leadership or the correct pizza toppings. Or or if you want to reach in again, but let's then take you're the stuck. third, eh? You want the third? Yeah, you're going why for not, it. Huh? Oh my goodness. We have a guy who's living on the edge here. <laughs> Pull it out. I want to see the look on your face whenever this this shows up. You might be in trouble or it might work great. Oh, this is this is right. What did we the get? right person to get the ox versus the wrong person? The right person to get the ox versus the wrong it's right person. Right up my alley. All right, here we go. Ladies, I'm the right person, but you, <laughs> well, you can explain to us why, okay? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, a TED talk from Colin White. The right person to get the ox versus the wrong person. I would start with the right person to get the ox is somebody who plays all types of music. You can't you can't stay with just. <laughs> this is tough, eh? <laughs> Going off the cuff. Here you go. You're oh, on sorry. stage. Let's yep. go. I'm getting some laughs in the crowd right now. Eh? <laughs> uh, the right person, I would say, somebody who plays all types of music, trying to please the crowd. You can't please everyone all the time, but. Um, you know, I think you got to stick with, with what you know and stick with your gut. You know, I think the wrong person is the guy who's selfish and just playing what we, he wants to hear and, you know, not, not taking opinions from anyone else or things like that. And, um, you know, I, I would say overall, you just have to be a good listener on Ox and you got to play the right kind of music. And, um, you know, I would say I fall into the person who's good on the Ox and, you know, Jagger Joshua. Not good on the ox. Um, just as an example, um, you know, Matt Philippe, he's uh, he's not so good either. He just plays Boston songs, which I, I like, but not the room doesn't like. So, um, you know, I'm just giving examples there, but, um, yep, I'm the best. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Don't put that on, is that on there. <laughs> and that concludes my TED Talk. <laughs> Thank you. Thank that was you. awful. Quick question from the peanut gallery. Yep. Quick question from uh, from the back row here. Um, <laughs> if you are the right person to have the ox, you laid out that you got to play music from a bunch of different types of people, but is there a go-to song or a go-to three or four songs that you know will win over a crowd, win over the people in the car on a road trip, win over people at the bar, at the restaurant, or win over guys in the locker room? Do you have any go-tos? Yeah, uh, you know, I don't have any go-tos. I mean, I think the oldies and sing-alongs are always always ones to get people going. And then, um, you know, if you need to get vibey with it, you got to throw that on every once get in a while. Get um, Long road trip, maybe some country music, things like that. Um, some tropical music, you know, you got you got to listen to everything to, to be a DJ or not a DJ, somebody on Ox. Just somebody say. on the Ox. Yeah. You don't have to be official with the no. turntables. Exactly. But if you are given the power. If, if you're, you're given the power, you got to do your job right. and uh, You got to do it for everybody. Exactly. I am very glad that you pointed that out, Whitey, <laughs> because 
Uh, we've I've gone on the record on this this show before how much I love touch tunes yeah. and how I sink half of my paycheck annually into <laughs> touch tunes, the little computer jukebox yeah, at yeah. the bar. When you will get into touch tunes fights with people because yeah. it's always one guy who's playing music for himself. <laughs> Dude, nobody else in this building, nobody else within a 30-mile radius <laughs> wants to hear the 19-minute version of this Grateful Dead song from this 1992 concert. Dude, turn it off. That's not what we're here for. Those are the you. people that get under my skin. I'm with you. Every once in a while, it's okay to play a song that you like. You got to know your... Other plays. Yeah. Other people got to know the song that you like too, so... You get a couple misses. Hey, <laughs> at least if you try, if you give an effort, like, hey, I think everybody else will like this. Yeah. We all swing and miss sometimes. Exactly. Not everyone's hitting a home run on every plate appearance. But you can't play music for you. You got to get everybody engaged. Exactly. That is truly <laughs> the right person to have on the ox. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. I think you uh, you sold yourself short there. I think you, you nailed the spirit of the right and wrong person to have the ox. I did. I tried. I tried. I tried. <laughs> Who, uh, so you mentioned, I know, well, Jags has been back there with the ox. I feel like there's, is there a... a oh, that one's too bad. I'm no, just no, no, I know you're just time. playing around. But is there a, um, there's no designated team DJ. Is it just kind of being hopped around right now? Yeah, it's a little the, hopped the ox around. First? Yeah. Or... Uh, here at the practice rink, we don't really have a set, so we just play off the TV. I know the the music choice channels yeah, way exactly. up there, the 800, 900 channels, whatever yeah. they are. A lot and of then, music uh, choice in the locker room. At the game, um, I don't I don't like doing it during the game or before the game because yeah. it's a little too much. Uh, I'd say I'm more at the on the car rides and part team parties, things like that. I'll, I'll take control. That's when you'll jump on. <laughs> we got Bucky Cheds back in the locker Bucky room who Cheds. wants to share yep. his mixes, I'm sure, oh, yeah. as frequently as possible. Uh, but when it comes to being the actual game night DJ, it's funny you, you bring it's this Jags. up. Well, it's Jags right now, yep. but this is a thankless job that not <laughs> a lot of people want. You say, hey, I'm the right guy, put on the ox, I know all the tricks. Yep. But on a game night, you're like, I don't like doing it then because yeah, it's just, it's a lot of pressure. Yeah, people don't realize it. Yeah, it's 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 uh, just something I don't want to focus on really right before the game or things like that. And I've done it countless times, but um, it's just not not too fun to focus on that before the game. No, you want to be Jack's worried about doing yourself? a good job on it too. I'm just giving him a hard time, <laughs> even though you you put him in the soup there. <laughs> no, he's doing he's doing a great job. Good job, Jags. Good job, buddy. <laughs> But it's it is it's a it's a pressure packed position that I think is often overlooked. You got to be the guy that gets everybody pumped up. Same principles as before. You can't just get yourself pumped up. Everybody's got to be ready to go. Yeah. And if you are playing the wrong songs, people are gonna let you know. <laughs> yeah, They'll never tell you, "Hey, good choice." They'll always oh, just yeah. be like, "Bad choice." Yeah, yeah. Thankless job, locker room DJ. Definitely. 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 Well, at least you've got some uh, some confidence there and some <laughs> convictions. When it comes to being uh, the guy on the ox yep. right there. Yep. Uh, I mentioned road trips just as an example. Mm -hmm. uh, what's the farthest trip you've ever taken? Have you ever done like a cross-country trip or whenever you're moving from uh, team to team or something? Have you taken any particularly long rides? Are you a plane uh, guy? <laughs> I'm a plane guy. You're usually. a plane guy. Yeah. My girlfriend drove from Boston to uh, Florida last year. I flew. <laughs> yeah. She was like, oh, it's a she, great trip. Uh, yeah. One of her friends drove with her with the dogs, and then uh, I flew up the next day. <laughs> the next day? But she's, so, she, she's, so she beat you down there? She beat me down there, but she brought a lot of stuff in the car, and she, she likes to drive too. So um, 
It was easy. We flew home. We flew home. Flew home together. Flew home together. But she made the drive out with a friend and a dog, and you were like, all right, it looks good. All right, I got my flight tomorrow. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. We're we're a big wag show. We pride ourselves on giving the wives and girlfriends shout-outs here on the podcast. Let us know. What's uh, what's the story with your girlfriend? Yeah. Uh, I met her in Boston. Uh, Boston gal. Uh, no, she's upstate New York. Girl. Oh, but you met she's her from in near Boston. Rochester and she was working in Boston. I met her in the city, and um, yeah, it's been three, four years now almost. So it's uh, it's great, and she's awesome. She takes care of a lot of stuff behind the scenes that nobody sees. So um, you know, it's a lot of fun for me. That's why we always like to shout out the wives and the girlfriends here on the show because yeah. there's a lot going on behind the curtain <laughs> yeah, that nobody knows about that they help keep straightened out, even in some instances. Uh, driving down from Boston to Florida to make sure the dogs get there safe and safe. Exactly. The little things. Shout out. <laughs> shout out the little things there. Oh, Colin White. It's been uh, great chatting with you here on the uh, the Wilkes-Barre Scranton and Penguins podcast. We're looking forward to all the, the things you continue to have in store for us this mm-hmm. season. Um, it's been a blast watching you play so far. But before you completely go off the hook and I let you back out into the waters outside this arena or this rink, I should say, We have one more thing that we have to do. One final segment on the show that we always conclude our episodes of the Penguins podcast with. This is a little something called Penn's Picks. Penn's Picks. Man, that thing gets me every single time. (laughs) But yes, here on Penn's Picks, what I do, Whitey, is I will ask my guest for a uh, recommendation that they can give the fans. It can be anything in the world. Once again, the category is potpourri, so you can... Pull from anywhere in your memory, whether it's recent, whether it's old, something that you think deserves a shout out, something that you think deserves a little bit of extra love in that it's not getting necessarily and tell the fans about it. What is your pen's pick? (laughs) And you can take a second to think about it. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, man. These are the things I get I like how you were ready to jump in on a impromptu TED talk. You had no hesitation on that. Yeah, and now the, the recommendation, you're like, whew. I know. Yeah. There's so many things to do in this so world, many you things. know? All right. My pen's pick is if you're ever driving by a golf course, ever don't forget by to stop course. by and try to get out there and get some fresh air and hit some golf balls and fall in love with the game. Just the game of golf. Getting out there, fresh air, hitting the links. <laughs> Maybe not the right time of year for this recommendation. However, <laughs> however... Keep it in the back of your mind. Exactly. Keep it through the winter. Start watching some videos. and You could start working on your form in the living room. Exactly. Who's to say you have to wait for the spring, summer to roll around? No, never. Whitey, when I tell you every single summer <laughs> is the summer where I start to golf. <laughs> it has been the past summer for the past six summers. You know how many times I've gone out there? It doesn't sound like Goose many. egg. Goose egg. <laughs> Zero. So I think that's a good Pence pick. There I have people that are like, yeah, come out with us. Oh, we don't care. Like, yeah. you can hang back. We'll just drink a couple of soda pops and yeah, have a yeah. good time on the links. Goose egg. Yeah. Zero times no, I've been out there. a great time getting out there and getting some fresh air and things like that. So uh, that's my Pence pick. I love that one. I love yeah. that one. That's a good Pence pick. I got one that's a little bit out of left field, okay? Yep. But uh, the Pence pick that I will throw your way into our listeners' way is it's kind of like a, a double-headed monster here. Okay. One, I love chicken wings. They're like my favorite food on God's green earth. They're the best, right? Yeah. Got to have some chicken wings with my football, right, on Sunday. I'm done paying 
the excess fees for delivery and the Uber upcharges eats. and spending $40 for a dozen wings. <laughs> I'm done with it. I'm over it. So I started making wings at home. Okay. Right? I don't have an air fryer. I don't have any sort of frying things. You can just bake them in the oven. There's a bunch of different yep. recipes that you can do to make your chicken wings at home. That's sort of the first half of the double-headed monster. The second half, though, I'm not a big ranch guy. Okay. Not a big blue cheese guy. However, if you get some buffalo sauce, throw in some garlic and ranch, mix it all together in one, <laughs> whip it up, your buffalo ranch garlic, divine. That's a nice. Divine. There have been times, Whitey, where I'm like, I might have to go to Wegmans and get another, like, dozen to 20 chicken wings because I just <laughs> I just want to keep eating. I'm going to sit here watching football all day, and oh, I'm going to yeah. keep crushing these wings because of the buffalo sauce, ranch, garlic I like it. mix. Dude. I, I'm not a buffalo guy, but... You're not a straight buffalo guy? I'm a barbecue. You're barbecue, a barbecue honey, man. Honey, garlic, barbecue, you like the things tangy. like that. Yeah, yeah, I like the... I'm not... I don't do well with spices, so that's the only oh, problem. Oh, you're not a spicy yeah. guy? See, I'm, I say give me the spice. I'll start sweating me the spice. with uh, a little bit of pepper. Christmas with a little <laughs> bit of pepper. <laughs> um, not that bad, but... Uh, no, the spice gets me pretty bad, so I'm, I'm on the barbecue and honey garlic or things like that. Uh, a honey barbecue or, or a honey garlic, like you said, mm-hmm. still a great place to go. Also, yeah. shout out to dry rubs. Dry rubs get uh, get overlooked because they're not a sauce. Yeah. Uh, Got to throw some love out there to the dry rubs. But specifically, my pen's pick Perfect. is going to be the combo I of like that, though. Maybe buffalo, I'll try it. Gar- you don't like ranch? I don't shot. like buffalo, Th- that's, so that's the thing. I'll like, mix it in. <laughs> if, if someone gave me a side of ranch, I'm just like, does anybody else want this? I want yeah, nothing yeah. to do with this. But you whip it up, you mix it <laughs> yeah. in there. But what what would be a good ratio? I mean, uh, I should know. I'm the one who's recommending <laughs> yeah. it. I would say like it's two thirds buffalo, one third ranch. All if right. you're if you're thinking of cooking this up at home, fair enough. And that is my pen's pick. This has been Colin White, and this is the conclusion of this episode of the Wilkesbury Scranton Penguins podcast. Whitey, once again. Thank you so much for stopping by to talk to us here. It's been fantastic. I'll be sure to get a question from you for our next episode's guest. But it's been a, a lot of fun, not only talking with you here, but watching you skate for the black and gold, buddy. Give a little uh, goodbye to the fans out there. See you later, everybody. Thanks for having me here. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. That's Colin White, folks. I am Nick Hart, and I will bid you adieu. We'll be chatting again in two weeks.